Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
many who now honor me with their presence. But neither their familiar faces nor the perfect gaze I think I have of Corinthian Hall seems to free me from embarrassment. The fact is, ladies and gentlemen, the distance between this platform and the slave plantation from which I escaped is considerable, and the difficulties to be overcome in getting from the latter to the former are by no means slight. That I am here today is, to me, a matter of astonishment as well as of gratitude. You will not, therefore, be surprised if in what I have to say, I evince no elaborate preparation, nor grace my speech with any high-sounding exordium. With little experience and with less learning, I have been able to throw my thoughts hastily and imperfectly together, and trusting to your patient and generous indulgence, I will proceed to lay them before you. This, for the purpose of this celebration, is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence and of your political freedom. This, to you, is what the Passover was to the emancipated people of God. It carries your mind back to the day and to the act of your great deliverance and to the signs and to the wonders associated with that act and that day. This celebration also marks the beginning of another year of your national life and reminds The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith. Yes. You say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off.
I can't get no response from six foot eight male neither. I'm understand what's up. I mean, I, I mean, I know what's going on, really. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave your microphone on. And if um, you keep saying hallelujah, why don't you say hallelujah, y'all one time? If we know one thing, your microphone has been cleared up. So until that time comes, we just keep bumming around with this book and see if we come up with um and the precept for that Isaiah 65 verse 15. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 11, so Abel, Mother mother Eve, you keep hollering that microphone sooner or later, they'll clear your microphone, then I know if somebody ready to come on the stage in a system part number 23. So now, but until that time comes, those still are going to look at a verse. I'm looking at Acts 11, 26. Look right here, 11, 26. Oh, okay, let me see my find this verse. Now, remember, we, we are, we three stepping a verse. We preach up in a verse of Isaiah 65. We preach up in Isaiah 65, 15 to find out something. And, and remember, we ain't done no Luke 12, 12. So we, we shoot from the hill. So I'll tell you one thing. Now I see why David made that statement. See, this, now I see why David made the statement right here. Let me show you what statement David made. David said, he said, let me tell you something, almighty. I'm coming back to that 11, 26 in a minute. But David made a statement in the 51st chapter of the book called Psalm. Let's see what he said. He said something in Isaiah, I mean Psalm 51. Let's see what he, let's see what he said here. He said, verse 10, 51, 10. He said, created me a clean mind, O Yahweh, and renew a right spirit within me. He said, verse 11, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy righteous spirit from me. He's look here. He said, I don't care you can take these old wives I got and all these old pieces of children I got. He said, well, one thing I don't want you to take from me is that spirit. The one thing is, that's the game changer. If you got the spirit of Yahweh in you, that's the game changer. You got to always check and make sure you got that right. Because you can have all the loan money, all the piece of cars you want. But if you don't have the right to spirit in you, it's not good. So long as I know that when we do say Luke chapter 12, verse 12, we submit ourselves for Yahweh to take over that lesson. 
and Yahweh will dictate to you the next lesson or what he want to take. But I ain't said nothing about no Luke 12, 12 today because all the microphones got a, a M-U-T-E on it, mute. All the ones that are coming on stage, they microphones been mute. So the fear going to have to let the spirit of Yahweh just uh. But I ain't saying about no Luke 12, 12, because he don't want me to say Luke 12, 12. Then I ain't said it yet. But I'm going to tell you one thing. David said one thing. I don't care. Don't take away that righteous spirit from me. And that's the key. See, if you got the spirit of Yahweh, one day you might need it. But see one thing about it. But this is what he says in his Bible about his righteous spirit. We're going to go to Proverbs 28, verse 11. Let me show you what he said about his righteous spirit. In Proverbs 28, verse 11, he makes a statement about his righteous spirit. Y'all listen good. 28, verse 11. It says, 28, verse 11. What it says in 2811. Let me see. 28 verse 11. 28 verse 11. Hmm. I don't see what I'm looking for again. So that, that let me know that what Yahweh is saying over here. Look, look what he's saying over here in um, the book of St. John. Look, look what he's saying here. He's saying something. He's saying in the 15th chapter of the book of St. John, he's saying, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that Abide in me, I in him. The same bring forth much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. Ain't that something? that man just say it. He's look here. You think you're scared in the green, you 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 looking good. Look, remember that the billionaire, you know the you you the billionaire say. The billionaire says um the billionaire. For your first job working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey is a billionaire plus, right? So now she don't, she don't live the whole life not knowing that the blessed day is the seventh day. The blessed day. In Genesis 2 3, it tells you, blessed be the seventh day. Do you know what that word seven means? That's com- 
are a six. That means you incomplete. Now, later on in this broadcast, we're going to show you that if somebody is incomplete, they cannot get right because he didn't make them to get right. But, you know, in the Constitution, it says all men are created equal. That's the Constitution. But according to the Bible, perfected is seven. Seven means people in the Bible cannot hit that high note because he didn't put it in them. You see that? You see that? And and they thing is to always tell you something contrary to the Bible. Like, for example, they tell you about Christmas. Now let's go back and get that word Christmas. We're going back and get that word again, Christmas. Now, he said, you was going to leave your name for a curse. That's what he said. You will leave your name for the curse. And matter of fact, let me all reach back up on that. In Isaiah 65, verse 15. Let's see what it says. Isaiah 65, verse 15. What do we say that we can read? Isaiah 65, verse number 15. Hmm. Isaiah 65, verse 15. What can I find? What it says. He says, And thou shalt leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. Now, remember that word called chosen. I'm going to come back to that word a minute. Who is chosen? For the Yahweh shall slay thee and call his servants by another name. What other name you'll be called by? Now, let's go back to action six. What other name that his servants going to be called by? We're going to find who his servants here shortly. We're going to find out who is his servants shortly. But we're going to find out what name that you're going to be called by that you're going to respond to quicker than your almighty one name he gives you according to first right bloodline. So we're going to Acts chapter 11, and let's see what name you're going to, you're going to identify with today. We're going to find out what name you're going to identify with according to today. Now, again, we'll come back to the network of WCC citizens here. We have cleared up mother's microphone, not check our microphone now. Okay, let's see. Let's see, can we, let's see, can we get Mother E's microphone, see if the microphone being cleared up. That's why we keep trying. Listen, uh, who will step to the plate? I don't know. But I know one thing. The box tail has been lit. The curtain hair went up, and we're going to find out, according to the Bible, we're going to step up to the plate. So I'm waiting to see his mother's microphone is ready to come on the broadcast. We're going to find out. 
said WCC, no, uh, her microphone is not ready. You continue doing what you do. Okay. All right. So in Acts chapter 11, we'll continue. Because of, because of see, I've been seeing the bigger picture. It says here in verse 26. Look what it says in Acts 11, verse 26. It reads, And when he had found him, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass that that whole year they assembled themselves with the church. We'll take care of that later. And taught much people. And the disciples was called Christians, Christ-like, first at Antioch. The first time they was called the word Christ, Christian, which is the long word for Christ, they would call that word at Antioch. But with the research we have did, that was the word at that time, it didn't mean what it means today, and it didn't mean period what you think it means. But they was called Christ, Christian first at Antioch. So before that, they was never called. And then you look at where Antioch is at. Matter of fact, where is Antioch at? Let's see where Antioch is at. I mean, we're doing it for the national organization. We're going to actually go telephone. The matter is one I say in telephone. Where is Antioch? A-N-T-I-O-C-H. Where is that located at? No, I, I want the Antioch, not in Chicago. I want the Antioch over there in um, another place. Let's find where it's Antioch is. So they were, the first time it was called Christo, but see, the word was Christo before it was Christ. It was called first as Antioch. But where is Antioch? How many miles is Antioch from Jerusalem? Okay, he said Antioch is Antioch is three hundred, I mean seven hundred, seven thousand three hundred and eighty-nine miles from Jerusalem. So Antioch gotta be somewhere in um somewhere in Europe somewhere, huh? In Japan land called Europe. So it is so they got way over there, the children of Israel got way over in Antioch somewhere. And that's what it was called, Christo, Christ-like. And when you look at the definition of what that word means, then you will say, hmm, that's something. But, you know, we identify ourselves more to that word than anything. You know, today I was looking at um, some hand I was I was helping a pastor out, and we were going some things. To, to let him understand some things about some historical document facts. Now, this is right here. This is another historical document fact. So you can go to your computer and look it up. 
It says, who are the Gentiles? Uh, page 10 of 20, and look what it says there. All my readers should be intelligent enough to know that the original Bible was not written in English. The Old Testament original was written in ancient Semitic, now called Hebrew. And the New Testament was written in Greek and Aramaic. The word Jew was not known when these manuscripts were written. So you see, the word Jew and Gentile was not even written. So anytime you see the word Jew and Gentile in your Bible, understand one thing. These words was not in the original text. The word Jew is a new word. The word Gentile is a new word. Once you find out that you got to figure out what do the word Jew mean, what the word Gentile means, then the Almighty will start working with you. But you have to identify according to the Bible was, was closed and write this down on the National Audience side. 96 AD, 96 AD. At the time of the closing of the book, it was no such word as a Jew, Gentile. These just new modern day words. They replaces something. And that's why it's so important to get in where you fit in at, because when you see the word Jew and Gentile, and your preacher be passing on some from generation to generation, calling the Jews in the land and the Gentiles. No, words that didn't even exist. Now here's another historical document thing. We'll read this. It says, "Who are the Gentiles again?" This is um, page one of. 220. But here is something important you must know. If you don't understand your Bible, the word Gentile is not used in any of the ancient manuscripts. You see that? The word Gentile never was mentioned. Never was mentioned about a Gentile in the ancient manuscripts. But then, then you ask your preacher, why did he call us Gentile? Because he didn't talk long. And that's why we have, that's why the school is so important. But you gotta have the right teachers to teach. The word Jew and Gentile was not in the original manuscript. Understand one thing. English language. The English language was thought being spoke of in 4, for what? 449. 449. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for some of this without going, you know, 449 AD. That was, they was put it together in 449 AD. So how many years is 449 from 96 AD, you can subtract that yourself. 
English became official language in 1382. Then you start getting these words called Gentile after English became official language. Let me read some more in now. Because the dictation on blocked all the microphones and uh, we're not going to worry about it. We ain't going to talk about it no more. We just uh, talked for three hours. I had time. Because Yahweh put, he'll put it in you just talk. That's what O.C. is going to do. Now, in 1382, the official English became in language. Yeah. 1382. Right now. English wasn't thought about before in 49 A.D. Got it? Good. So I was just going over these handouts with, um, I am caught out the preaching. I was just going over. He said, I sure you had a copy of that. I said, you know, um, it's no accident. And I, and I, I Xeroxed him and gave him a copy. He gave him a copy. Like I said, yeah, but he got to do more with it than just, um, in case, but he got to do more with it. Let me show you what you got to do more with it. Let me show you what the Bible said you got to do once you get some of this right here. In the book of Matthew chapter 5. We're going to see what it says. Matthew 5, 13. See, the preacher, he asked me, uh, can you get a copy? I said, yeah, no problem. I'll give you a copy of it. I want you to hold, you hold me now. See, I know what my job is, because we know the box they have been lit, and the curtain there went up. It's just on a matter of time, this thing busts wide open. So my job, I'm not in this thing for the, what the world thinks that I'm, no. I'm in it to enlighten, because I know what this man is telling me. I know what time we in. Remember when we read in the book of Ezra, it was showing you the timeline that we in. We told Ezra. Look at it as a clock of a twelve. He said, at your time, Ezra, ten and a half of the tick-tock of the clock is gone. And that was an Ezra day. That was 2,500 years ago. What time do you think you're in now? Huh? What time do what time you think you're in right now? You, you know, you're going to continue doing what you do. What's the time you think you really are? We, we know. We can tell you what time you are, but you got to be, you know, and we can tell you about, we're going to tell you to do all that you're doing right now. If you got clear time, we can tell you. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, we'll pick it around about verse 13. Is that what I say I want it? Matthew 5, verse 13. Let's see what it says. Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost a savior, well, when shall it be salted? But it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden down on the foot. You hear the man say it? Verse 14. It's not you, but he's he going to call you something in here but you only going to have spiritual eyes. If I just read it, you're going to miss it. But I'm going to break it down while I'm saying it. See, I'm just going to read it. 
then you know what? You just will miss it. But if I don't comment on it, it will get past you. That's how it will happen. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, what did he just call you? What did he just call you? See that? What did he just call you, those that got big degrees on the wall, what did the Almighty just call you? See that? You know what he called you? A city. So now, so you see, he called you a city. So when we do go to end time prophecy, showing you about what is coming down, the, your mind going to go on a cube, a block cube that's coming down out of heaven. That's what a turn of mind going to say. As I go to Revelation 21, it says, New Jerusalem coming down. Your mind going to say, city is coming down. There. But you just heard he called you the city. So now, what do you think? You think he's going to um, make a block, big old block city, and bring it down and, and place it on top of the earth? See, that's Christianity. That's Christianity. Although you read it, but till you read the Bible currently, you don't read it spiritually with the double meaning. He just told you, you are the city. So when he said New Jerusalem is coming down, you got to figure out what, what he's talking about. But you will only get this when you understand of the, the people that he has put in place to break this down. Revelation 21 is no big cube with lights on it going to be coming down out of heaven. No big cube. It's going to come down like an a open box with life on it coming down. You is the city he's talking about. You. That, and that's big chocolate there. You are the city. Now let me say it here. I'm going to read a bit more. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and take a little another shot at that in a minute too. See, I've got happy already because one thing about it, see, once you know your position, you can watch the best on buff their gone. But when you know your position, it doesn't make a difference. I know Yahweh in the fifth chapter of Revelation says, he says this. When he wrote that book, that book was sealed. That when the son got it in the fifth chapter of Revelation, he couldn't put nothing to it. So when he talked to the angels, they couldn't put nothing to it. And when the angels brought down to the seal, he couldn't put nothing to it. And when the seal gave it to the elders, they couldn't put nothing to it. So, he's like, so you, don't you know he knew this day the old, the old seer going to be after through the whole three hours by himself? So what? I already know it was called for me to do this lesson for three hours by myself without using Luke 12, 12. Okay? But I know one thing. It's better having Luke 12, 12 with you, but I ain't sitting about no Luke 12, 12. You know why? Because you don't want me sitting about no Luke 12. We're just going to show you that we can entertain you for three hours. But we just say it's but, but now tomorrow, on top of the Saturday, 
know, then we, you know, as well as the WCC, World Council Churches, uh, a big Timothy Dolan out of New York, or the Latter Day Saints will unlock the microphone. In there, he might they just only say, you know, people are going to do everything they can according to the 57 chapter 1 through 11 of Adam and Eve. Satan said, I'm going to do everything I can to trap you up, to catch you, because that is my covenant been given to me. My job is to work you over, discourage you. My job is to prayerfully in his in, in his eyes for you to don't do the dietary, for you to eat anything and get your mouth on. If you believe that you can take a pig, soak him in some vinegar, and soak him overnight, and then and then make him tender, and then you can cut on his back, his backside. I'm telling you something. The Almighty that made the heaven and earth. That gave the order from Father. He said, Don't eat no hog, no pig meat, and don't touch it. And that's what he said. And now you got preachers that stand before you. And they'll tell you, they'll tell you, hey, Pastor, go on over there and bless, put your little big old black hand over the food and bless the food. And he'll take his step over there and, and bless the food. You see that? Can't bless no hog. Well, Almighty say it. Don't eat it. Don't touch it. See? But we never put that no narrow mind. We just gonna continue to have all these problems. And remember, understand one thing. You're lucky if you able to go to the hospital. Not lucky. Yahweh just ain't gonna check you out, and you come up out of there. A lot of people go in the hospital for one thing. Taken out from experiment. It's up to you. Hey, you can watch yourself. Because you can, you, y'all watching key in a hospital, then wake you back up. Yeah, that's how you roll. You can take your life in the hospital. Stop the machine while you, while you on the machine. Make you all the way up for you to be a sign. Then he can. Take away every sickness on your body when you get ready. He got all that power. He got all that power. Remember, he told um, Abram. Abram was, was way up in his age. His wife was way up in his age. He said, I'll be back here by this time next year. You'll have old bouncing baby boy. And Sarah threw a laugh. Well, she knows she'll pass the time of. It ain't nothing happening when I was 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. How's something happen to me now? Okay? Ain't nothing impossible, y'all. Well, Luke 137. You know, but you don't believe that's why I said it's so important about a school. But we can teach. See, you're going to at least push your grandbabies in there. You give up on yourself, but push your grandbabies up in there. So they can learn something. And because you you, you in... Like I said, again, look at this day right here. I mean, look at the timeline you're in, as, for example. But you know, like a Sabbath day, you got the top part of the Sabbath day, the early part of the Sabbath day. Then it goes all into the sunset again. 
you look for yourself in that period of the seven thousand years. You in it. You live in the in the the grip of it right now. Your beginning part have started. Got to be enlightened. Some signs we have to show you what to look for. If you start seeing these signs, then then understand this verse right here. Then. You know what I'm saying? This verse, what he got written in Matthews. He got a verse written in Matthews. Um, Matthew 24. Let's see what he got written in Matthews, Matthew 24. He got something written. In Matthew 24, what he got written that we can read. Matthew 24, and he says, in verse 35 and 36, he says, Heaven and earth, but my words shall not pass away. 36. But of that day or hour, no, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now, when he made that statement, he was on earth. But he knew in the spirit realm exactly where he was at. But remember, he came down to be born of a woman from the seed of the father. He knew, but no man knows. But he told you something, you know, in the flesh. But as he sit on the right hand of the father, he's clear what, what time it is. It's clear what time it is. Now, what was I looking at in Acts chapter, I mean, Matthew 5. Okay, let me read one more verse. He says, now, about this light. He says about this light, 14. You are the light of the world. You see, he's talking to you. Now, who's the you is? No, the root, the if this, the, the you is not the Jehovah Witness he's talking to. He's talking to you are the light of the world. He's not talking Jehovah Witness or uh, Jehovah Jireh and Nisi. He's not talking. You are the light of the world. Who is he talking about? You got to go back to the, back to the Bible. We're going to Matthew and see what he's talking about. In Matthew chapter 15, he tells us who he's talking about. The light of the world. We're going to Matthew 15, and we'll pick up verse 24. Who is, he, who is the light of the world? Let's see. Matthew 15, he says, But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the family of Israel. He said, my purpose, Jesus, and that's why he's saying, you can't talk this talk and remain in the Christian church. Because if they read that verse right there, if you read that verse right there, they'll put you out. They'll tell you, uh, I don't care how much money you're paying for tithes, free will offering, donations, but you can't read that verse because that's, they'll give you a song and dance about that. What he just said, 
they'll make a song and dance out of it. But I'm but I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the family of Israel. That was his mission. Because he knew they was gonna fall off according to that book. He knew what was written in Deuteronomy 32. And, and tell me, tell me, do that work today. We're going to Deuteronomy, let me show you something. In Deuteronomy 32, let's read what he said. He knew, cause he, because he's the one told the Moses. And he knew he had to be fulfilled in 32. Where are we going? Deuteronomy 32. Verse number what? What I want? Thirty-two. Verse twenty-six. Let's see what he say. Deuteronomy thirty-two, verse twenty-six. He said, "He said I will scatter them into corners. I will make the remembrance of them." To cease from among men. See that? So you see what he said? I'm going to make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Now, if you ask anybody, preacher, ask any of them, what's your nationality, Mr. Preacher? What is our nationality? Are we Christian? See that? He let you know that you were going to cease from among men. Yo. Your mighty one given name, you will not have it to pass on to your loved one. You will not have it until you come to the bond of the covenant. You will never call yourself according to what he gave you. He gave you a name. And get what he said about that name. He said something about that name to you. You know, Maybe, I don't know, I, I might even get on a little prophecy in a minute and show you some things he's saying, too, uh, about um, somebody can't get right. I might. I don't know. But i tell you one thing. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this whole three hours talking to the national audience on some dust edge y'all We're going to 622. 622. Let's see what it says in number 622. It says, and the four-letter man spake unto Moses said, he said, speak unto Aaron and unto his son. So this message for Moses tell Aaron and Aaron tell his son. And that's the elders. What is the message? What it saying? On this wise, you shall bless children of Israel. Say it unto them. He said, listen, Moses, this is, this is, on this wise, you bless the children of Israel. You, you hear the name is? The children of Israel. This is what you bless them on. Because, let me, let me put a mark in now and show you what it's saying in Genesis, um, 49.28. This is what you tell the children of Israel. 49.28. Let's see what it says in 49.28. 49.28 says what? 49.28. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. 
and this is that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. So the whole 12 tribes of Israel, they got the blessing. But guess what? The whole 12 tribes of Israel don't know who they are today. They don't know who they are, especially the northern kingdom. The 10 tribes of the northern kingdom, they don't know who they are. They think they are Roman Catholic. I was on the bus today, and I seen a bunch of um, Ishikadis called Mexicans. Look at hair on their neck, coffers on their neck. I already knew they don't know who they are, but sometimes it's, it me just to observe that and just, and just look at it as is. Let me get back to where I was at. Where I was at in the sixth chapter, where I left off on. And Yahweh blessed thee and keep thee. 25. And Yahweh make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. 26. Yahweh lifts up his countenance unto thee and give you peace. 27. And they, who is the day? Aaron telling his son. And they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless thee. So the blessings in the name. But he said, you don't leave your name for a curse. You're not going to put, you're not going to, you don't leave your name for curse because you can count your $10. If you're going to leave your name for a curse, what name you got now? The name you got now at the end of your name? That's why at the end of your name, it's going to be Israel. At the end of your name, because that is the blessed name. The name of the blessing in the Bible is at the end of your name, put the word, Israel, like for example, like Sister B.S.K., what she got in her name, Israel. So she carrying a blessing, whether she applied or not, but she carried a blessing. Because at the end her, of her name, B.S.K., at the end of her name is Israel. What do we say? And put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So now Moses was told to tell Aaron. Aaron was told to tell the elders, and the elders went to work on the father's father's mother's children. They said, listen, at the end of your name, put Israel there, because Yahweh going to bless you. So that's why we tell you now, at the end of your name, you put Israel there. Now, you, now, now he can recognize you. But he can't recognize you as long as you um um what uh oh Roy Henry Lewis Jack what's that supposed to mean Roy Henry Lewis Jack uh, you give me some more Jackson give me a little bit more I can't give you no more then then you not on part of the bus. You got to put the name Israel at the end of your name, and then you receive a blessing. You got it? Good. I think I'm taking a look at, at some prophecy. 
some problems. Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. We're back. Now, we're going to get a little, a little prophecy. And we're going to look at revealing the number of the B666. Son of addition, and we clear that you have to do some little trail trail. So I'm telling you something, but you just can't do this because you heard, you know, a camp brother play the tape to me. He said, brother, did you hear that brother say out there, big camp? What he say? He said, Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Yeah. All he said, huh? Then what happened next? Then he started hollering about the Lord God and Jesus. And um, see, but you know, he, he he told you about that already. Let me let me um let me read a verse to you. In Acts chapter, see, you just can't say that. Now back, what do Matthew chapter ten? 1920. Let me, let's go see a reader. He was chapter 10, verse 1920. Let's see what it says here. Matthew 10, 1920. It says this. 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, or it should be given you. In that same hour, what ye shall speak. Yeah? 20. But it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh well in you. Yeah, that's the game change. See, you can't just say, Luke, see, you do the father to be in you. He's pleased to see. You just can't say this. And you, you 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 be you be activating something. You can activate the right 
or you can activate the wrong. I'll give you cases one. You go to Luke chapter 12, verse 12. So he said, now you're going to put on two hours. Now, you, I didn't do this two hours because um, Frederick Douglass, he done about 45 minutes. He, he got he got a little shot in, and then I came behind that because, you know, I, I see the message. He said, see, I'm locking everybody out of the room that's going to speak tonight. We're going to see what you're going to do. Yeah, well, you know what you're going to do? I pray take a little while. I can um I can say something. And Luke twelve twelve, let's see what it say. Luke chapter twelve verse verse number twelve. It says for the righteous spirit shall teach you in that same hour what you ought to say. See that? See, I believe that. The righteous spirit, I'm saying. Now, but how do you know when the righteous spirit that very same out? He got it written over here in the 19th chapter of the book called Kings. Let's go to 19th chapter. Let's show you. Let's show you when you when you know you just ain't saying something. Cause see, when you say that, then you have to you have to do something. You have to do something. Luke chapter, I mean, first Kings um, 19, you got to do something. And you say that now. When you said Luke chapter 12, verse 12, what are you saying? Now, verse 11, and he said, go forward and stand upon the mountain before the Most High, and behold, the Yahweh passed by. A great strong wind went the mountain. So when he went past, he, t- he told that mountain, you know, knock that mountain, bust that mountain in the mouth. He went past and bust the mountain in the mouth. And break in pieces the rocks before the mighty one. But but the Yahweh was not in the wind. After the wind, a earthquake. Now he's standing watching an earthquake. Tearing up some things. But the mighty one was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. A fire. But Yahweh was not in the fire. And after the fire, small steel voice. Hey, that's something. You see the man saying? So when you're saying Luke 12, 12, after that, you have to be prepared to hear a small steel voice. But suppose you don't hear no small steel voice. There's certain things you're going to be saying. Because it, it comes without observation. Now, but if you continue doing that, that big camp that's doing that, it ain't been annoying to do that. Let's see what he got written in Acts chapter 19. He got some written behind that. We said WCC, 
fear. Are you gonna talk on prophecy a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna talk on. Uh, I'm gonna talk on prophecy. I'm not gonna be uh, like you are jamming everybody's microphones up. I ain't gonna do that. See, because I know one thing: when it's all said and done, y'all probably bring everything back to your remembrance. All you big dignitaries, and uh, you can take it from there. So now, in Acts chapter 19, let me go read a little bit. Listen to this. Verse 11. And Paul wrought special miracles by the and Yahweh wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, by the hands of Paul. So that from his body was brought unto him sick. Uh, uh, Brought unto him the sick. What did it say here? So that from his body was brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons. So, so I see now, you know, in the Christian church, they got that, you know, um, handkerchiefs and aprons. You know, you, so you see they do that. They do that. Okay, good. And diseases departed from them, and from evil spirit went out of them all. Oh. So Paul had handkerchiefs and um, napkins, and when he showed up, the disease departed from them. You mean they they had to go see Doc Cook? No, they had to go. No, they had to go see Doc Cook. Nope, they had to go see Doc Cook. Cook. The evil spirit departed from them, and the evil spirit went out. So the evil spirit can get into you. So when you catch yourself, you know, snappy, always a backbiter, murmur, complainer, always got something negative to say, you get what's in you, the evil spirit. So you have to be able, especially the six and on the camp, you got to be able to watch those that labor among you, if they, if they, um, now how, but see, he gave you that. Let me get a precept on that. In the 16th chapter of the book of First Samuel. I'm going to get a precept on that. 16. See, now that's Luke 12, 12 on tape. I feel pretty good now because you, you be told what to do. I, I, I like to be told what to do. Uh, Luke. First Samuel 16, and now we're going to look at verse 14 and 15. No, 13 just shows you that you can have a one David one on you, or you can have a one that David don't, didn't want on him. Verse 13, then Samuel fear the horn of oil. So who's going to do the anointing? That is fear. The Pope don't do no anointing. Because the Pope got to be anointed by the seer. If the, if the seer didn't anoint the Pope, then the Pope ain't got no business. Somebody, he's going to put some oil on anybody. It don't work like that. It goes through the seer, according to the Bible. And not you want to go outside the Bible, then you continue to go to the confession booth, tell them all the stuff that you want to tell them, then he's going to pull some oil on your head. Not good. Here go how it works. Verse 13. 
Then stand me the stand me the seer, tough dog, the horn of the oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of Yahweh came upon David from that day and forward. And Samuel the seer rose up and went on to Ramah. See, when, when you take care of your business, when you see, you take care of your business, go on about your business. That's it. Got you right, go on about your business. Go to Mexico. Watch this in 14. Spirit of Yahweh departed from Saul. Saul was the king. And an evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. See that? See, Yahweh can put that evil spirit. If you got a person around you, all they do is backbite, murmur, and complain. You got to understand what spirit on them. That's the evil spirit from Yahweh. Right? But you know what? They noticed that. And verse number 15. That's what's happening. Take your phone. Your phone ring. When your phone ring, when this certain person on the phone, all they talk about something negative. Anything that's good or happen in the six and nine camp, they say nothing. But soon something negative jump off, uh, appears to be negative, then their mouth is all over the place. That's when you know an evil spirit is on them. Because when you are done something good, they don't say nothing. But when you have um, said something that might be contrary, huh? then they all on the phone. Okay? That's how they wrote that's when you, but, but what's it say in verse 15? Says unto him, the servant, behold now, an evil spirit from Yahweh troubles thee. Okay. See that? That's why you have to recognize when an evil spirit on a, on a person, but you got to recognize them from the signs of his book, the signs of his Bible. When you catch a person, all they can tell you about something negative, they never got nothing positive. They don't get in where they fit in at, but they got their mouth going. Then you are saying, an evil spirit from Yahweh is troubling them. Like, for example, somebody come and he tell you in Acts 26.3, keep your mind on him, Yahweh, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Then you got, and people will come to disrupt the six anointed camp, one and crap, by hollering, got your mouth going. Hollering out scriptures, hollering, hollering. What do you, what do you, what do you think troubling them? He just told you to keep your mind on him and keep you in perfect peace. But your mind is now in. Your mind is trying to corrupt something, stop something. But it ain't going to never work because we understand that in verse 15, and Saul answered, and the servants said unto him, Behold now. A evil spirit from Yahweh troubling them. You see that? The evil spirit can get on you. And how they get on you? The, the stuff that you do. Because remember, on the Sabbath day, you're supposed to have your mind on him. You know, if, um, say, um, we were wrestling, tumbling, all that, and the Sabbath day kicked you. Oh, we stopped. Oh, oh, why you stop? You got me in a chokehold. I said, yeah, but the Sabbath day don't start at night. So I'll tell you what, remind me after the Sabbath day to get back putting the chokehold on you after the Sabbath day. You see that? See? 
you stop what you're doing and focus on Yahweh. I don't care if they take a big suitcase and and you and the door and the and it pops open and you see money all in the suitcase. And you start speaking in tongues. Because you see all that money. On a Saturday, take care of Yahweh's business. Huh? Because that'd be a test. Whatever you love the most, that's what you'll be tested with. That's what you'll be tested with. What you love, money? What you love, your better ass? You love your kids? Your children, your grandbabies? That's what going to test you with. That way your greatest test going to come from whether you love the most. And it's up to you to recognize, oh, this is a test on me. So I got to make sure I pass this test. See? Now, we want to take a look at some prophecy. We're going to the 13th chapter and find me a book. If yes, there, I want you to, um, you know, Enjoy, because it's already with them, but you do this. Well, let's see what it says over here. And, um, let me get this old red book I'll call the Apocalypse. It says in First Ezra 4.35. Now, 4.35, I don't know what it says. I'm going to see. What it say? In Ezra 4.35. Let's see what it says. These are books that take it out in 1885. In 1885, taken away from you by the Protestant church. The leaders of what Martin Luther is, they snapped some books from 1835 in that area. So we're going to 1 Ezra chapter 4, verse 35, and see what it says. And we're going to look at a little prophecy now. We're going to see what it says. 435. Hmm. Or 35. It says, hmm, first Ezra, 435. While I'm trying to go there, but I, I can't even find it. 435. Okay. So, also of the righteous, ask questions of those things, these things, and the uh, chamber things. How long shall I hope on this fashion? When coming when coming the fruit of our reward? Hmm. I don't quite understand that one. When come the fruit of our reward? I don't know. I got I got a, a two sixteen of that one. I don't know what I'm reading now. I ain't guessing anything. Now, whatever, whatever I just got through reading there in 435, I don't know. I don't know what I just got through reading. It says, how long shall I hope on this fashion when cometh the fruit of the floor of our reward? I can't answer that question. Let me know. So I got to tell you that. You tell me, you tell me when you got, you know, you put on that. So you don't be all the place guessing up. You put a down at 216 to get in time. I come back down. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. So I'm going to leave it alone. But now I'm going to the book of Revelation. 
and I'm going to look at something that's said in Revelation. We're going to Revelation chapter 14, end time prophecy members. Revelation 1, 17 through 19, and 4, 1, John is writing here out. So when you, when you get past that 4, 1, everything is telling you about the hereafter. You got it? Good. I'm going to the 14th chapter, and we're going to see what it says. 14, verse 9. He says, 14, 9, third age is followed thing. With a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, he shall not be telling John in the penitentiary, he's on the Isle, he's in exile to the Isle of Patmos. The angel came into his field while he was in on the Isle of Patmos. He said, now, he writing this to the seven congregations, children of Israel, that's in Europe and Asia. He writing this to them. He said, you tell them, John, if any, the third angels follow, then them saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, Verse 10, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is poured out without mixture into a cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the righteous angels in the presence of the Lamb. You the man saying? So now look what he's saying. This is entire prophecy. Now, if you're worshiping the beast, now you got now you got to clarify what you're talking about. What do you mean? What is beast you talking about? See now, so now here go now here go the game changes. We're gonna precept what this beast is talking about. We're going to we're going to Ecclesiastes first three eighteen. What beast? If you what you mean worshiping the beast? What that? What that supposed to mean? We're going to Ecclesiastes out of regular book three eighteen. So see what that means. See, when you teach spirit, spirit led of Yahweh, you don't know where you're going, but you go about to tell you one thing, stand back off and you'll see it. He says, any man worship the beast or his image, the same going to get the wrath of Yahweh pulled out of him without mixture. Now we're going to 318 to find out what this beast you're talking about. What are you talking about, beast? Let's see what it says in 318 of the Queen's Right there. Said in my mind concerning the state of the sons of men that Yahweh might manifest them and that they may see that they themselves are beasts. Now he said, he's talking about a man. He said, if you worship this man, this beast, he called it the man. Men's beast. He's talking about a system. A system. Now let's get some more. Let's get some more. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7 and, and 17. See, see, that's how spirit operates. He's right here. Small, fear voice. Daniel chapter 7. 
I'm saying when he said Luke 12, 12 with his hands, hey, Yahweh, you invite him in to dictate your lesson. See, now, matter of fact, before I got there, let me, let me show you, let me show you what happened when you think you can be slick. I'm coming back to the mouth, make a note of that. Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, verse 7, and let me show you when you try to be slick with this. Come out from Luke 12, 12. He a, he a man said Luke 12, 12, and you keep watching long enough. I bet you'll stop it. Let me show you why. Let me go back to Paul again. Oh, I'll start on it already. But I, I wouldn't, it wasn't very late. But now it is here. Acts chapter 19, verse number, verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Judah, southern Canaan, ecstasy. You know that, that same thing? You know movies they got with the, with the little priest man, and you try to deal with that little girl, that little girl hooked him, hooked him, hooked him inside his head real good. Same thing, ecstasy. They would they get it from ecstasy right here. Took up on them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of Yahweh saying, let me say, we adjure you by Yahweh who Paul preached. <laughs> we adjure you by the Yahweh that Paul preached. Now remember, these evil spirits listen to him out of some Luke 12, 12. So they, so they seeing Paul, what he was doing, so they're going to grab it and they're going to do it. So we adjure you on what Paul preached. Where I'm at. Verse 14. And there were seven sons of Sceva, one Sceva, a Jew, with the so. So these were the chief priest, sons. The chief priest. He had seven sons. Now, seven sons is going to call. On what Paul talking about. Watch this in 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Yahweh the Son, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? You relate? Who are you to holler from Luke 12, 12? 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped upon, that's what do. Tell me, evil spirit, they jump, they jump right on into you. Possession. You start talking, you be talking, um, you know, everything but some dust says, Yahweh. You be a backbiter, murmur, complainer. All the time, you, all, you always complain when something negative happens. That's the evil spirit from Yahweh troubling you. Verse 16. And the man of whom the evil spirit leaped upon him and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they, all seven of the sons of Sceva, they fled out of the temple. Others in the temple? 
naked and wounded. Remember, them, them evil spirits in the temple of Yahweh, they be in they they was in the temple all the time. They oh yeah, they be in the temple too. Let me get a precept on that. They always in the temple. Luke chapter four. Can I tell you something? When you said Luke chapter when you said Luke chapter twelve, verse twelve, you know, you tell Satan got to be back up from you. But he'll say, I know, I know who Yahweh the Son is. And I know who the writers of this Bible. And I know who the voices of the true Israelites. And I know who that old old seal Israel is. But who are you? Huh? Who are you? You when you say you might be biting that evil spirit in on you. That evil spirit had you all over the place. See that? Now, that sounds so good. I forgot where I was going to. Like the text there, you forgot where you're going to because I want you to get back on what you're on. Revelation. Okay. All right. Let's go back to Revelation again, the 14th chapter. Let's Revelation 14. See, remember, he wants to give it to you and take it away from you. He'll give it to you and he'll take it away from you. You got to recognize when, uh, when he's taking away from you. And, you, and then when you find out he's taken away from you, you better figure out what you better do. And I heard there'll be a Baruch 428 and seek him ten times as much more. Okay, we're going back to Revelation chapter 14. And we read verse 9 and 10, right? Okay, what does it say? Verse 9 and 10. We read 10, didn't we? And the same shall drink the the wine of the wrath of Yahweh which is poured out without mixing in the cup of his indignation, and he and he should be tormented by fire and brimstone in the presence of the righteous angels and the presence of the Lamb. That's big talk with them. We're gonna preach up that. Find out. You're gonna be tormented. What do you mean by tormented? What's that called the name? We're going to um Book of Luke. Let's find what he's talking about behind that. See, what he's talking about. We're going in uh, nineteen twenty seven. You see how you see how easy it is you ain't fumbling all around? You know why you ain't fumbling all around? When you take care of Yahweh's business, you not gonna have you fumbling all around. Nineteen twenty seven say. But though but though my enemies were not that I still rule over them, pray, hitter, and slay them before me. Can you see that? So one, one of these days, Yahweh can send them big ways down. And he, he said, wait till I get me a nice seat. And those the ones that didn't want me to rule over you, you pay the seal, no never mind. He said, bring, come, come, come. Bring them all before me. You got the list. And kill them before me. Then wake them back up from the depth and throw them in the fire. Some worms on them. In Isaiah 66, 24, where you can go forward and see the men and women that sin against me. Where the worms dies not, and the fire will not be quick. And they're going to be a, a horn to all flesh. You're going to be able to see those that 
gave him no never mind like you do those seals. You don't take a seal no never mind. But sooner or later, you're going to recognize the signs of time. Sooner or later, it's going to come to you. What price are you going to pay? I don't know. But we're going back to the 14th chapter. We pray at verse number 11. And the smoke of, his, of their torment descended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day or night who worshiped the beast. See that? See, you, you ain't going to have, you might have a lot of money, but you worship the beast. He said, going to come a time you're not going to have rest Day or night. I'm going to find a little bit more about that beast. Remember, remember I wrote down Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 and 17. We're going to find out what another, get a precept on that beast in a minute. Now, the and his image. You know his image? That means what he stands for. What do the beast stand for? What what, what does he stand for? Uh, Paul Gideon. Uh, farm raised catfish. Shrimp, lobster, uh, sample. Everything man tell you don't do, he said, yeah, go and do it. Like he told Eve in the garden, you ain't going to surely die. Well, he was right. She didn't die right away. But she really did die right away. But you wasn't going to surely die. The day that you eat, you be knowing good and evil, you know. So eat what? What I got to say to you? Same thing. Hope you eat what I got to say to you, but you eat it and research and show that it's, you know. It says, verse 11, And the smoke of the torment, of their tormented, ascended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day or night, who worshiped the beast and his image, and whosoever received the mark of his name. The mark of his name? What, what does it mean? You mean if we receive the mark of his name, what name is the beast? You mean he got a name in his Bible? Yes, see, right? He got a name. If he says, now, if you receive this, 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 um, the mark of the beast and his name, and uh, I mean, of his name. You mean the beast's name is written in the Bible in code for those who come after John? John didn't know what to say when he wrote his name down. He didn't know what to say. Now, i got to read that again. That's big talk. Verse 11. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day nor night who worshiped the beast and his image and whosoever received the mark of his name. But then he said in 12, here is the patient of the saints. Saints mean children of Israel. Here are they that keep the law of Yahweh and the faith of Yahweh the Son. 
So now you got to keep the law. But if you see this mark and this image from the beast, now we're going to Daniel and find who, what he's talking about. See, remember, remember, anybody standing before you telling the precept of the Bible, don't talk a good day, precept a good day. Go to the Bible and tell me who this beast is that we can read. We're going to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel 7. Pick up it. We're going to pick up that verse number 7. You know, this is pretty good. I feel pretty good on this right here. 7 verse 7. It says, Daniel 7 verse 7. After this, I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, strong and seemly, and it had a great eye, he had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke it in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet, and it was diverse from all the beasts which dealt with were before it. And it had ten horns. You know, we might take it at tomorrow. You know, it's, it's, you know, at tomorrow, if he locked everybody out of the room tomorrow, uh, somebody remind me of it. You know, right through me. I, I, I might break this down to ten horns. He had ten horns. I might break that down. Time's going to run out. He says, he said, and he had ten horns. Verse 17. Look at that. These great beasts, which are four kings, shall arise out of the earth. He the man said. So these beasts he's talking about is a king, a kingdom system. That means if you worship, worship the king system, it's called now the president system. You worship the system, he said, I'm going to get you for it, especially are you a member of the children of Israel. Because this message to the children of Israel, once you confess and know you are a member of the children of Israel, that's when your clock starts ticking. What you mean, Latter-day Saints? Where did that? Go to St. John chapter 9, Latter-day Saints. Out of Utah. You want to know where that at? Going 941. Well, 941. I'll tell you what I pick up verse 40. This is what a lot of days thinks out of Utah. 940. And some of the Pharisees which was with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? He let them bump. He let he he let he let them bump their gum. He said, "Are we blind also?" Forty-one. Y'all, what the song said unto them? If you was blind, ye should have no seeing. But now you say, "We see." Therefore, your sins remain. Now, the last day saints asking the question, "Where they in, in verse?" Now that verse that they just delivered you up. Now you know what he's talking about right here. If you say you know that the 4th of July is the day 
that precept. You're going to 17. Let me show you what happened. Let me show you what happened on the 4th of July. It's, you know what it's in the Bible? We're going to Ezekiel said, bring it out. 17, verse 11. That's how you operate. Let me show you, I'm going to show you about this. Who, who is this 4th of July thing here? You're going to the 17th chapter, verse 11. Now, you can learn about the 4th of July right now. It says in verse 11, and the beast, we found a beast was a kingdom system. The beast system is a government. Be clear about that, right? So, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and gone into the perdition. That means he's going to be destroyed. And look at that. Ain't that big talking there? You hear the man say it. He said, now this beast, this beast, the beast that was and is not even, he is of the eight. Now who is this beast that was not? Wait a minute. It's big talk. It's back up to the 13th chapter, pick up verse 1. It's fine. Look, it's fine. What are you trying to say? But you got to preach up your Bible. 13 1. And I stood upon the sands of the sea and saw a beast rise up from the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his head was ten crowns. And upon his head was the name of blasphemy. He had that name called a blasphemy name. Keep on talking about that name. I don't know can I can I take care of tonight. I'll take care of tomorrow. I mean if you want to. Verse two. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. And his feet was as of bear. Now you go in the seventh chapter of Daniel, it'll give you all you talking about kingdom. Babylonian power, Medo-Persian Empire, Greek Empire, and such and such. And that fourth beast got no name on it. That's called a terrible beast. That's that beast you got there now. But the Syrian Empire, the Babylonian, Medo-Persian, the Greek Empire, that's what you're talking about now. All this is similar, but you got to know what it means. You will bring it out for you one day. Two, and the beast which you saw was like unto a leopard. And had the feet, and his feet was like unto a bear, and the mouth of a mouth of a lion, and the, the dragon gave him his power and his feet and great authority. Now look at that. The dragon gave his power and his feet. So this, so these systems is set up by the dragon. You hear that? Now we read a bit more. The system set up by the dragon. And I saw, what is And the mouth, as the mouth of lamb, and the dragon gave his power and his feet and great authority. So whoever it is with power today, power today, and have great authority, that means they can change things to fit themselves. So you, you know who we're talking about, they, they can change things. You know who the who the the papa of Christianity, right? Christ like Jesus Christ our Lord 
You know, on top of that, it's called a pokerone. That's the top man of Christianity. He's the man that, that if you don't like something, when it comes down to matters, they change it, right? Now watch this in three. And I saw of his head as it was wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Ain't that something? His deadly wound was healed. When, when, was, his, when was he wounded? 193 A.D. When Septimus jumped Rome, Septimus Severus was from the tribe of Judah. But he was wicked, wicked Judah. But they was able to jump Rome, and that's when you had them four tetrachs. All of them was of color from the tribe of Judah. Judah jumped Rome and took over Rome. It lasted up to 1492. So from 193 to 1492, Judah ran, they call it the Dark Ages. What that meant? See, you think it's Dark Ages means it was in a booming time. No, 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 no. The dark ages mean the tribe of Judah was running things. They were running things up to 1492. But then they started um, getting too tight with the Arabs. Again, Yahweh came down on them and sent Fernos and Isabel down on them. Spain and Portugal and down on them. And out of them came Christopher Columbus and all and so on and so on. So from 1492, but guess what? And 1492, it fulfilled prophecy. Let me say here. Three. And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed. And the world and all the world wondered after this beast. Now, don't everybody follow the lead of the beast? that got his power from the dragon, what system do all the world follow today out of your eyes? Every system, United States of America. Back to one, but now we're going to the 17th chapter. Now listen good, now with that understanding, back to the 17th chapter. It says, 17, verse 11. And the beast that was that is not. See, they got knocked out by September Severus for them a thousand and so many years. They call it. They call it day when you read your Bible. They call it dark ages. The dark age. It was, only thing dark about it. It was called Judah, a one you call black African American Negro today. They was running things. They were running. They was running things. But Yahweh got tired of them in fourteen ninety two. And raised up Ishabel and Pharaoh. Because first of all, Judah had no business going off into Jephatic land from the get-go. But he let that happen to fulfill prophecy, to uh, fulfill this right here that John was writing about, 96 AD. He said, the beast that was and is not, even is the eighth, and it is of the seventh, and go into be Destroyed, perdition. Now, wait a minute. Great Britain 
killed the seven. And out of Great Britain come who? United States of America. United States of America come out of Great Britain. They broke away from Great Britain. Great, Great Britain was running everything over here. Out of them came the ones that broke away from them and started their own thing. And they got their independence in 1776. So they, so they, so now that 4th of July, it is this eight beast system that you just got you serving. Since 4th of July, it's just like President Douglas said, as our Passover that's in the big of 23. When Yahweh told us, stand still and watch the salvation while I take care of the Egyptians, right? President Douglas says it was to us like the Passover. When so when you celebrating the fourth of July, when your family get together, what you celebrating is the breaking away from Great Britain the ones and now called United States. They celebrate them getting their freedom from Britain. And then, remember, they made you promise over there in Britain, and they made you promise over in the United States. It said, you help us fight, you got this coming. But you, but what was written, by not knowing who you are, not knowing. They didn't, they, they didn't teach you how to read. They taught you how to read English. You just didn't know about the English. You knew about the Semitic town, but they beat you out of the Semitic town. See, but here's the point. They, um, by you not having your your leadership in, in Psalm 58, verse 3, see, when they told you if you have a fight, you got something coming, but you forgot what was written. And, um, 58 verse 3. What was written in 58 verse 3?
Look, we do not. On the 4th of July, we be in every park. You know what the message is for the, the, the ambulance service to do? Don't come into the, the hospital. Go to the park because you'll be very busy. What you mean? They're going to be falling out eating that hog and eating all that gumbo soup. You know, a gumbo soup and hog. They'll be falling out all over the place. So why should you be way over here burning gadgets? Just go back to your park and just do like the boat to do. Just keep circling the park. You'll hear somebody holler. Oh, Amalek. Huh? So why? So why would you come all the way back? Just go to the hospital. Take them, throw them in the hospital, and come right back again. The Amalek service had, they had handkerchiefs around their foreheads for sweating, kicking them big women and big men falling out out full of that hog and, and slits beer and uh, gumbo soup. <laughs> you, 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 you see what's going on here? Eating that hog. Look, I don't care what you do for a hog. You can dress that hog up. You can keep them up and separate them for two weeks. The almighty son said in the 11th chapter, don't eat it and don't touch it. That stuff is a killer to your body. Huh? A killer to your body. It's going to have your body inside not working properly. And it's going to have you taking Doc Cook's pills. Eating that hog is a no-no. Not eating the itty-bitty piece of that hog. I feel like that. Time will run out again. You know, I, I kind of like this idea. Now let's go back to um, back to Revelation. Now let's go back to Revelation. So you see in the 17th chapter, that, that that's the birth, that's the prophecy of America coming in the 17th chapter. It came out of Great Britain. Look at the history. In the, in the 17th chapter, verse number 11, they came out of Great Britain. And they're going to be destroyed according to number 11. Now, time they're going to be destroyed. And then let me show you what they're going to be destroyed. Okay. Go to Revelation 21. I mean, 18. They're going to show you when they're going to be destroyed. See, the Bible tells you everything. You can watch that one out of Satan all you want. Let me show you when they're going to be destroyed. Let's see. What it says, um, what it tells you to do, 18-4. They would tell you to do, you know, African-American Negro. They tell you to do this, what it tell you, 18-4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and they, and that you receive not of her pleasure. You see what he's telling you to do? He's telling you come out of that stuff. And, and we're telling you, whatever they got on table, leave it alone. I don't care mama doing it, auntie, Willie Mae doing it. You better leave that stuff alone. Because you know what he says? Let me get a precept on that, 1021. Yeah, there's a precept there for you, for this broadcast cut off. Okay, 1021. What do you say? Okay, 1021. What is that? I don't know. Let me see. 10, 21. He said, 10, 21, 1 Corinthians, you cannot drink the cup of YHWH and the cup of devil. You cannot be partakers of YHWH table and the tables of devil. 
He said, you can't do it. You can do it if you want to do it, but you can't do it. He said, he ain't going to stand for it. He going to make it. He going to, he going to, he going to, what are you going to do? Romans chapter 16. He going to put a Romans 16 on you. What it says in Romans 16? Uh, 16. What he said in Romans 16 to do? Hmm. Romans 16. 20. And Yahweh of peace shall bruise Satan upon you, your feet shortly. See what he's saying? Yahweh going to bruise Satan. He's going to get Satan. Listen. Satan is contrary, but he got a covenant to keep you doing things that's not written in his Bible. And number 11, 15, 15, 16, he said, as you are, so should the strangers be. You can't be like them. It's, it's going to cost you. So you see, now, what time is just about to ran out, and I can't say I enjoy every minute. Remember, the Mars broadcast, it come on at 7.30. Now, if the big digging terrorists keep everybody out of the room and let those fear get in there, out on the microphone, I'll do it. And that's the thing you got to have. You got to get in where you've been in it. You know the blessing he'll put on you. Whatever he'll put on you to do, then do it. He might put on you to say, um, what was that lesson about? Well, I did that lesson, and I heard that came out of that lesson. Then go get your CD player and make up copies and put labels on it and, and put that and pass it out to your preachers and to your loved ones. See, remember. Ezra has to get five men, elders, that can listen to him while he's talking. They wrote. So the same thing happened then. Same thing about those here today. They're going to take five that can speak, right, and everything else keep up with those here. Because he'll be everywhere. But whatever that you got out of that lesson, that's what the title of the lesson. So remember, when you said Luke 12, 12, you're telling Yahweh, I'll take over the lesson. So I don't, I know what Yahweh is going to give me to tell you. But you have to have a ear to hear. And so, tell out that lesson was, then you go get your nice 10-piece, 20-piece, CD player, 50-piece, whatever you do, I don't know. Get some labels, put on, and you be surprised. Yahweh put spirit on you, and next you know you start getting blackened. Blessings don't always come in dollar form. Blessings can come in your mind. It might come in your health. He can tell old Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, bipolar and everything. Hey, go away from that person. They all right now. Damn repentance. He can tell Mr. Uh, a palsy, all type of diseases. He can tell cancer, death, everything. That's my man. That's my man now. That's my woman now. Let him alone. They're doing, they're doing the what we're doing now. So it's up to you. Whatever he put on you, whatever is, whatever is comfortable for you, that's where he wants you at in the ministry. So I'm going to be behind the scenes. Stay behind the scenes. Yahweh see you. Do what Yahweh put on you. And how you know we're talking to you? When you're driving the car, uh, washing dishes, cleaning up. A small field boy to come to you and tell you some things. You know, I could have 
I should have contributed to that ministry. I should have, uh, you know, I heard that lesson. You know what I got after that lesson? I got that. Let me make a, let me go give you a CD player and put a, a label on it when I got out of that lesson. Oh, I know what I got out of it. Here's what the lesson was. How could the seer put a title on a lesson and he don't know what the Almighty going to give him to say? Oh, so now I see it. See, you know, in the Christian church, they can go to the local Christian store and get a sermon on the way. But it's not in Yahweh. That's Christianity. You can pick up a... I, I, I remember one, one time I went... I was doing some teaching, but I was there earlier, and they had a, a woman teaching, and she said, we're going to go get the Sunday school books out. And, and, and they're going to read what out of the Sunday school book that gave the reading and the question and the answer. I said, wait a minute. You don't go like that. The Spirit of Yahweh will give you the answer. But in the Sunday book, they got the answers in the Sunday book. The teacher be sit up there with a Sunday book in her hand. What the answer to it is, no, 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 that's ain't right. But the answer you get is from Christianity and Satan the devil. You see? But, but I tell you what. You let that Sunday school that Sunday school teacher say, Luke chapter twelve verse twelve. Say that spirit will teach you in that very same hour. He tell you put that Sunday school book down. Cause Sunday is like a banner cake already made up, huh? Remember tomorrow night, seven thirty. I'm prepared to do my part in dust age, Yahweh. When are you? Yeah, you. 